You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're going to get right into it, man. We've got what I would classify, Adam, as an exciting pool or at least an interesting candidate pool here for uh, for the for the Houston Rockets. As they, you know, go into hiring a new head coach, as uh, of course, as we covered in the last podcast, dismissed Stephen Silas or decided not to renew Stephen Silas's contract. Now it is the interview process time, time to start requesting interviews and actually doing them. Frank Vogel, former Los Angeles Lakers head coach, obviously a former Indiana Pacers head coach, uh, won a championship with the Lakers. He is the one to have interviewed so far, and we have a list of names here of inter- interview requests and we've gone over some of these already in previous in a previous episode but we've got kenny atkinson adrian griffin kevin young james borrego and of course Ime udoka is the one who is not employed right now who's also a potential candidate but let's start adam with frank vogel and your reaction there i think we already kind of anticipated him being a candidate or somebody that they would be interested in obviously somebody they'd be interested in but what are you hearing and what are your thoughts on them interviewing Frank Vogel for this vacancy? Yeah, that, that was one of the names that you were that you were that we were hearing about, you know, back during the winter, that that was going to be one of the first calls that they made. Um, I, I've always thought personally that Tillman Fertitta wants to, like, sit up at the podium during a press conference and be able to say we have a championship head coach. And that's what Frank Vogel is. Frank Vogel is one of the few that few active head coaches to have won championships and basically one of the few, at least right now that are uh, that are that are available so he certainly makes sense you know he's obviously he's won a lot you know he's had kind of a strange career where he took over this indiana team from jim o'brien and they were young and didn't seem to have much of a direction and then they really grew with each other they grew with paul george as the best player you you know they they built really good defenses with roy hibbert anchoring things and with george obviously and you had george hill and uh and uh shoot the, the power forward whose name that i that i can't remember um so that's you know the that is da- da- were you talking about david west yes thank you david west i'm sorry yeah. uh, and I, yeah. and I was i was muted when i was trying to step in there so my bad and, yes, you know, lance, lance stevenson was on those teams so you know they were they were basically for a three-year stretch the the second best team in the east they just couldn't get past lebron and, you know, there's no shame in, you know, having trouble getting past LeBron. Paul George gets hurt. That whole thing falls apart. Then he goes to Orlando, and it was just really – it was just a strange fit in Orlando. Um, they seem to have no direction whatsoever. He gets there, and they make that really weird Serge Ibaka trade where they give up Victor Oladipo and a first-round pick. And then they had signed a couple – they had a couple other bigs on the roster. They, it just – it was a roster that made no sense. He had no chance. They got rid of him after a couple of years. Then he went to the Lakers, and the first year was really good. And they obviously, even before the bubble, 
they were probably the best team in the league when COVID came around. And then they were obviously great in the bubble and they won a championship and really dominated for much of that postseason. And then, you know, the Lakers thing kind of fell apart, some poor roster decisions and what have you. So I, I do think that Frank Vogel is a really strong candidate. He's a, he's a head coach who has very much been underappreciated uh, over the course of his career. Some of the offensive stuff, you know, if, if you do hire him, I think you want to bring in an offensive guy to at least help with that part of the game. But the defensive stuff, I don't think there's been ever been any question about that. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, and and the defensive stuff, obviously, I mean, this is not... uh... It's a bad team, okay? It's bad offensively. It's bad defensively. But the defensive stuff is what stands out in particular, and we talked about that a lot too. And so that is, to me, what makes it really intriguing. Obviously, the things that you mentioned about him being a championship coach, I think there's something to that, you know, not just being able to say it, but having that experience of being a championship coach and, you know, having worked with, obviously did not go well with Orlando, as you mentioned, but he does have that experience. Like, you would like to think that there's something that he could take from that and apply it and has applied it to his, you know, further experience. Right. That's just, that's kind of how life works anyway. So, so I actually like that aspect. The, the thing that's kind of, you know, kind of sticky about it. If you're a Rockets fan is like being worried about things being good for him at every other stop where, you know, with the Pacers, there's the clear franchise player. And And I guess Paul George emerged into that while he was there. But you got Paul George with the Pacers, but then he goes to Orlando where it's, you know, like you said, a weird team. And then the Lakers, there's an obvious appeal there with or an opportunity there with A.D. and LeBron James, you know, and so that's successful. And then the next trip is to the Rockets. And so it's like, okay, is this the every other, you know, is this the is this his, you know, is this more analogous to his Orlando situation than it is to say the Pacers and the Rockets or the Pacers and the Lakers situation, which is what I would be sort of concerned about um and maybe that's more for him to be concerned about than for the rockets to be concerned about because he would obviously be an upgrade but it is something that i kind of just thought about just in terms of his journey and sort of the irony of that um that's just that's kind of interesting about it but there's no question about it like going back to my earlier point about i i think that beyond the vanity point of being able to just say you've got a championship head coach there is some value in bringing in and we'll talk about some of these other candidates, but the thing that stands out about him and maybe a couple of others is that he has been a head coach and been a successful head coach and, and that you have the track record. You know, one of the most I think coaching is one of the harder things to predict. Like, can a guy coach? Will a guy be a good coach before you've seen him do it? And so there's just a value to me in a guy that you have seen do it. And obviously with Vogel in multiple stops. And he's a defensive guy. And I think Rafael Stone would probably tell you that he liked that defense is probably most important on his list as well. So I think that those two kind of mesh in, in that way. Um, it's, you know, it's a different roster than I, obviously it's a much younger roster than he probably has ever had to deal with. And, you know, on, on that aspect of it, just, you know, Orlando 
they saw they paid Bismack Biombo a ton of money and then traded their best guard in order to get another big in Serge Ibaka. It just there was clearly and they already had Aaron Gordon at the time. There was clearly no direction there. And you would hope with the Rockets, they're not going to trade any sort of young asset to, you know, get us get some other veteran who's right on the brink of free. You know, that whole thing was just a mess. Um, he might not be the most exciting name. You know, he might be a little underwhelming to some people, but I mean, all you have to do is look at what he did to the Rockets and what those Lakers teams did to the Rockets uh, during that 2020 postseason. And it should tell you that he's going to be able to put together a really good defense. And I think that, like you said, that's what this team really could use, just some sort of direction, some sort of organization in that part of their game. Yeah, yeah, Adam, just off the top of my head, the only openings that I've really thought about are the Rockets and the Pistons. Yeah, that, that's really it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I guess – and that answer, I guess that answers my question because I was going to say, you know, more than – I look at it almost the other way. If you're going to be like it's not a, you know, sexy name or like the 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 one that you prefer, like if they're – if jobs open up or like if there's a market, like I feel like his name goes up to the top right there with a, a, another name that we'll mention here in M.A. Udoka, which is a kind of a different situation. But in terms of caliber coach, I mean, he he probably should be at the top, actually. You know, if you're, if you're just kind of listening based off of resume and results and what you've seen. Um, so and so if anything, like once we get a greater, greater sense for what the landscape looks like, I would be more concerned with th there being like a, a competition for for Frank Go Frank Vogel. Right. Like like almost competing for him. I, I don't know how demand he, he is in right now, but I would assume that he should be it, it, like it, more than one team should want him. You, know? you would think. But like you said, there's only one other team that has an yep. opening right now. And I don't I haven't seen Frank Vogel on the Pistons list at this me point. And, yeah, and, we, and there may wind up. I mean, I'm sure there will wind up being other openings at some point, at least of the 20 teams that made the play in or the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think one of the aspects of, of Vogel that maybe turns teams off is that he's been fired by 10% of the league. And so, you know, I don't, you know, I think sometimes that can be hard to sell is that, okay, here's this guy, but you know what? He was fired by this team. He was fired by that team. Then he was fired just a couple of years ago. So why are we hiring this guy again? And that was kind of the thing with Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, I think had been fired by, by more than he'd been fired by like five teams by the time that the Rockets hired him. So it's, you know, it, it's one of those, it's, it's, there's the PR aspect of it where let's be honest. If you, if somebody tweets out Frank Vogel has been hired as the head coach of the Houston Rockets, that's not going to get overwhelming praise by the fan base. I think that we can both agree whether or not they're wrong, you yeah. know, that whole other conversation, but I just don't know. He's, he's not the type of exciting name that you're, that's going to, you know, get a fan base fired up. But that was the case with D'Antoni. Nobody wanted D'Antoni. I remember when D'Antoni was hired, just how that, that was ripped everywhere. Except for me, I was one of the few people who defended it, and I really liked the hire at the time, and I turned out to be very right about that. Just, yeah. you know, just want to bring that up. Well, no, that was the point. I was going to actually make that point. I'm glad you made it because I was going to say, by the way, that did work out. You know, like that team immediately looked different, was better. James Harden became a different player, became an MVP-level player. And, and, I mean, he was already, like, really, really good. But, like, I feel like this really changed it, changed things, made him a point guard, and did all kinds of really cool things. Um, and, and that team was exciting and, and, and great fun to watch and competitive. So like that for as widely panned as it, as it may have been at the time that actually, uh, that actually, that actually worked out really well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, 
if anything, I'll, I'll make this point before we move on about fans and how they respond to these different names and, and these candidates. They should feel good about this. <laughs> like, you should feel really good. I mean, there, there are names that you should feel maybe not even as good about as a Frank Vogel. Like, to even be in a conversation to be able to get a coach like that or some of these other names that we're going to mention, Rockets fans should feel like they're in a really good position right now. So this is, I mean, of course you're going to nitpick. That's what we're here for and pick things apart. But feel good, generally speaking, overall about – sort of like how I opened the show, uh, sort of the the candidate pool right here.